Well, let's get straight to it. Let's bring in the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. Mr. President, thank you so much for joining uh, Fox and Friends Weekend. Well, thank you. It's an honor. And we have a lot of problems in this country, but it's an honor to be with you. Well, we're grateful to have you, sir. Uh, well, let's start with, with the headline we've had all morning long. Uh, you know, what's happening in Russia, what's happening in Ukraine. The White House right now is saying an attack could happen at any time. On your assessment, where are we and, and how did we get here? Well, first of all, it's shocking because this should have never happened. It should have never happened. It would not have happened. And uh, how we got here is uh, when they watched Afghanistan and they watched the most incompetent withdrawal in the history of probably any army, let alone just us. Uh, they saw that and uh, President Xi and President Putin, watch what happens with China versus uh, Mm-hmm. But uh, with Taiwan, but uh, they watched that and they said, uh, "What's going on? They don't know what they're doing." And all of a sudden, I think they got a lot more more ambitious. I think Putin really wanted to negotiate for a period of time. I think when he watched Afghanistan, when he watched that unbelievably bad withdrawal, incompetent, where they took the military out first, where they left eighty-five billion dollars worth of equipment behind for the Taliban to have and to sell and to use. And, uh, of course, the death, the death that happened. When they watched all of that, I think they got emboldened. President Trump, Joe Biden is scheduled to be on a call today with Vladimir Putin. What do you think he can say? What should he say? If you were in office today, what would you say to Vladimir Putin? Well, I, I wouldn't be in this position because we're in a very bad position right now. And it would have, as I said, it would never have happened. I know him very well, got along with him very well. I stopped his pipeline. I sanctioned them more than anybody ever sanctioned them. Nobody was ever tougher in Russia, but I got along with Putin very well. We respected each other. Uh, I think you have a whole different ball game right now. This is just an exercise. He's not going to tell him anything, and I don't think Putin's at this point going to be listening. It's going to be very interesting to see what he does in terms of the uh, the depth. What he, will he take a small piece? Uh, when Biden originally said uh, he's going in. Everybody was like, did he just say that? Nobody could believe it, but he said it. And it was almost like a card. Uh, Ukraine went crazy when he, when he saw that, when they heard that, the president. But uh, now the phone call, I, I think, is perfunctory. I don't think much is going to come out of it. Yes, sir. Uh, Republicans have introduced a bill that would block aid to Ukraine uh, until our southern border is secure. The thinking is, why would we be worried about a border in Europe when there is a disaster happening right here at home? Do you think that those two issues should be linked? Well, I certainly understand how people feel. We had the strongest border we've ever had, our southern border. We were three weeks away from finishing the wall after going through two and a half years of lawsuits with the Democrats and winning the ball, we were two and a half, three weeks away from finishing the wall, which is largely, frankly, finished anyway. It's a tremendous help. We had the best numbers in the history of our country on the southern border. Very little was coming in. Very few people were coming in other than coming in legally. We had the lowest drug numbers, the best drug numbers in the last 32 years, and they were getting much better rapidly. And all of a sudden, uh, this guy takes over and the border is opened and we have millions of people. I think it's 10 million. They say 3 million. But uh, people coming in, countries all over the world are releasing their 
prisoners into our country were like a dumping ground. So I can certainly understand how people feel when they say, uh, you know, let's try and tie one to the other. You know, we fight for other people's borders, but we don't fight for our own border. We're the strongest, the most secure border we've ever had at the South. And uh, and Mexico was, uh, was great to me. They uh, helped us. They gave us 28,000 soldiers free of charge because otherwise we would have, as you know, tariffed all of their cars and things coming in. And we got along great with Mexico. We had the Mexico stay in Mexico policy. Now it's called stay in the United States. Whoever you are, just come on in. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's a very terrible thing. And I, I must tell you, I do understand how they feel when we're fighting for other countries, but we're not fighting for our own. Mm. Yeah, Mr. President, not only are we fighting for our own, we're facilitating that transportation with secret flights in the middle of the night, things uh, you, you've heard about as well. But I want to go to our other border, if we can, Mr. President, and the idea of, of truckers and the trucker freedom convoy that's happening there, not just in Ottawa, but now on trade routes along the Canadian border. You've heard what you know, who you call them Justin from Canada, what Justin Trudeau has said about them. He's characterized them as 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 racist, as as bigots. Um, but their message has been clear from the beginning, Mr. President. The list of their demands has been terminate vaccine passports, terminate vaccine mandates and stop the divisive rhetoric. They've been straightforward. They want freedom. What's your message to both the Freedom Convoy and Justin Trudeau? People all over the world are watching and they have respect for what they're doing. They're tired of being pushed around by incompetent people, being told what to do, being forced with the mandates. The mandates should have not happened. I mean, I'm very proud of warp speed. Everybody has given us credit. Nobody thought it was possible to do what we did. And that includes therapeutics, by the way, Regeneron and the various therapeutics that work so well. But uh, what we did with warp speed was great. But the mandates are very, very bad, very, very bad. And uh, I think there's a lot of respect for what they're doing. I see they have Trump signs all over the place, and I'm, I'm proud that they do. But uh, that's what happens. You can push people so far. And our country is a tinderbox, too. Don't kid yourself. And uh, there are plenty of our country up there right now, folks. The, uh, when you look at what's happening, when you look at what's happening in Canada, our country, I think, is far more of a tinderbox than Canada. President Trump, we're watching blue states begin the process of loosening restrictions across the country. In my one chance to interview in the past, President Trump, I asked you about Dr. Fauci. You were at the front end on so many things as we panicked as a nation. You talked about balancing the shutdowns against our economy. And I asked you at that time about Dr. Fauci and the way the public viewed him. And you were beginning at that time to express some skepticism. I'm curious, and I'm not trying to give you the answer ahead of time, but I'm curious if you look back on the past two years, some of which was under your watch, when it comes to COVID, what would you have done? What would you do differently if put in the same position? With, with perfect hindsight, what, if anything, would you do yeah. differently? Well, we haven't been given credit, but we're starting to get credit. Warp speed was phenomenal. Uh, I closed up the country to China. I closed up the country to Europe. That was incredible. And I filled the shelves. I filled up the covers of the state, which they were unable to do themselves. You had some very competent governors and you had some very incompetent governors. But, you know, I, I went around with the cupboards were bare and they were. As far as Fauci, and that was a big thing, the ventilators and all of the equipment and all of the things that we we're able to get from goggles to uh, clothing and the plastics. And we, we, 
we did an amazing job. Got no credit for it, but everything is stocked. And right now, the whole country is stocked for something like this. We, the, the country, and this is long before I got there, was not prepared. Fauci, however, was not a big factor with me. Uh, he is a big factor now because Biden chose to make him such. But he was not a big factor with me. Uh, he said he didn't want to close to, as you know very strongly, because we talked about this, uh, he didn't want to close up to China, which was heavily infected. He didn't want to close up to Europe, which was heavily infected. Uh, four months later, he said that President Trump made a great decision and saved perhaps hundreds of thousands of lives. Because I was really a, a single vote. I had 21 people in a room, and none of them wanted to close it down. But I did, because I saw what was happening in China and in Europe. Uh, Fauci did not play as big a role with me. He played actually a, a pretty light role. And... If you also notice, oftentimes when he would say something, I do the opposite, which tended to be pretty good. You know, he came out against masks and then he became a radical masker. He was a radical, you know, wherefore, if you could. But at the very beginning, if you look back early on, he was against masks. I mean, he, uh, he had some uh, very different views, but he was not a big factor with me. I didn't get to see him too much. I didn't deal with him too much. I made my own decisions and they were great decisions. And I let the states run. So whether it's Florida, Texas, uh, South Dakota, if you, if you take a look at some of the uh, states, uh, South Carolina, they did a terrific job. The governor did a terrific job. But I let the states run and make those decisions. And frankly, the Republican governors did a far better job than the Democrat governors. But Fauci was not a big factor uh, as far as uh, I was concerned. He became a very big factor once Biden came in, and then it's almost like he couldn't make a move without asking Fauci. Well, Mr. President, over the past week, something very interesting has happened. Uh, several Democratic governors have dropped mask mandates or at least pulled back on mask mandates. And there's this clip that's going viral. It took place at a Las Vegas school. Children so excited that they don't have to wear their masks to school uh, the next day. Take a listen to the, what that sounded like. Watch this. Starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore. <laughs> put a smile on anybody's face, but juxtapose that to what President Biden said about easing mask restrictions. He said it's premature. The CDC also said that now is not the time. If now's not the time, when is? Well, first of all, that's adorable. It should have happened a long time ago. And everybody says that the mask for the new variant, at least, is virtually ineffective. I mean, totally ineffective. So I don't know what they're doing and why they're doing it, uh, but they've come out and said that the mask has almost no impact, especially on the new variant. And uh, I, I just don't, it's inconceivable uh, what's going on. But a lot of the states are opening up, but I think politically it would be unacceptable. That's just not going to be able to hang out too much longer. It's ridiculous. But, you know, that clip is so beautiful to watch, but it should have happened a long time mm -hmm. ago.